0: Hi, I'm Lewis. And I'm Sophie. Welcome to the Star Trading Podcast. Today, we are gonna be talking about how it is you can replace your income from trading financial markets.
1: I'm extremely excited. This is the goal, this is the aim. So tell us Lewis, is it possible? Can anyone do it? Talk us through it.
0: It is possible. Anybody can do it as long as they're willing to commit. Now, we always say at star trading, no such thing as get rich quick. But trading the safe way, the profitable way, following the star trading method can make you exceedingly wealthy. Yes.
1: Okay. talk me through. Break it down. How do I do it?
0: (laughs) Um, So step one, learn to trade. Yeah. Yeah. Step two, kill it. There we go, nice and simple. So yeah, the, the we do want to master the methodology. There's no point approaching the financial markets without strategies strategy in place. So on the process you're on, for example, you've got three main strategies. You've also got additional bonus strategies as well, which you can learn to implement. The more strategies that we have, the more profitable that we can be. And what we really want to do is get ourselves to a point of consistency where we are regularly making 5% to 10% return on a monthly basis. So when we have that figure in place, we can start to reverse engineer what it is we personally have to do and this actually brings me on to a very good point so one of the the core things that we talk about at star trading is when we're discussing trading we don't talk about cash values Mm. and that may seem strange to people but we have people in our community across the spectrum of access to capital so we've got very very wealthy people people who would be considered high net worth individuals we've got people who are right at the start of their wealth creation journey. They've put everything that they've got into learning how to trade because they can see the future that it can create. Mm. So if we were to say, oh, I've had this trade and I've made 2000 pounds on this trade compared to someone's 20 pound or 200 pound on the trade, it's not a fair comparison because the percentages we're looking at will be the same. It's just the cash value in someone's account which will be Mm. different. So one of our rules is we always talk about percentages. We don't talk about cash. I tend to know what the cash value is because obviously People tell me because I'm teaching them, mentoring them and they let me know. Mm -hmm. So what we can reverse engineer from that 5% to 10% per month is what we need to have in our account in order to replace our income. How do we know what that figure is? Well, hopefully you know what you're earning on a monthly basis or it just is whatever your financial goal is on a monthly basis you want coming in from your trading. And one thing I always say to people is remember, trading the star trading method is not a full-time job. Mm -hmm. You can learn this in and around your job And you can even trade alongside your job as well. So I left my job far too early compared to how I would actually advise students now. So the best thing you can do is master the skill set, get consistent, and then we reverse engineer based on those percentages how much we need. But remember, in the early days, it may feel like it's not a massive amount of money, but you're earning that money off of 30 minutes per day.
1: Mm -hmm. That is amazing. So you just get your salary, pop that in the future and then reverse engineer it. Yeah. To make your trading go there. Yeah, easy. <laughs> so, can you share your journey and how you managed to do it?
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, like I kind of alluded to there, and I talked about this a bit in episode one as well. So, if people haven't seen that, I highly recommend mm-hmm. viewing episode one too, or listening, depending on what medium you're on. So, the, when I was working retail, I didn't have a massive salary. I was also at a very different stage of my life. Mm-hmm. So, this the context always is important, and this is something which I'm really harping on about all the time is let's have integrity about sharing where we came from I wasn't in a load of debt Mm -hmm. I didn't have kids to look after I only had to look after myself so my monthly expenses didn't have to be really high Mm -hmm. I was also not necessarily money savvy back then compared to how I am now I wasn't necessarily financially literate back then like I am now but I knew I hated paying for things on a monthly basis if I didn't have to. So I didn't have a car. Um I mean I lived in central London, so I didn't need a car for a number of years and I didn't have car payments. I had a low phone bill for whatever I needed. My highest expense was my rent and my obsession with Chinese takeaway. Those were my two biggest expenses. So um the the reality was when I was learning to trade it was easier in one one way of thinking for me to be able to replace my income or at least be able to replace my monthly expenses so that's really where i got to first i was able to replace my monthly expenses from my trading which allowed me to not have to work anymore mm. so i left my job pretty much straight away because i hate my boss she's an absolute i don't know if about swearing i can swear yeah, yeah. she was an absolute bitch <laughs> so is that even a bad word i don't know anymore Completely out of touch I can with think the youth. Worse. <laughs> yeah, I could think of worse, and she probably deserves the worst as well. But she was an awful manager, and mm-hmm. her her best friend was her manager, so I couldn't even do oh, anything no. about it. So I just ended up leaving that department and going elsewhere. Um, massive side note there. Have but they I, seen what you're doing now? I don't know. No. no. Some of the people I used to work with mm. have. Yeah. Some of them have. But they the same people who told me they wanted me to fail. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that's a whole other story. Yeah. And I got it because when you step out of your comfort zone and you do something different. Everybody else who's still in that comfort zone isn't taking the same decision, isn't moving forward. So you're really highlighting the fact that they're still staying comfortable. My parents were the same way with me. My dad begged me not to leave my job really? when I left my job. Yeah, they still don't really understand what I do, but they're very happy for me. Yeah. <laughs> so and they benefit as well in certain ways, too. So, um, yeah, I understood where that kind of phrase came from, mm-hmm. from those people I used to work with. But it still wasn't very nice to hear. But it also spurred me on to keep going and mm-hmm. and create what I created so I wanted to leave the job very very desperately so I made sure I covered all my expenses from my trading and then a little bit more as well and that's when I left Um, and the reason I sometimes say I left a bit too early is because I could have grown my account quicker Mm -hmm. if I'd stayed in the job because there's two main ways to rocket fuel your account number one is compound interest which we'll talk about at a later date Um, and the second one is adding an extra capital Mm -hmm. so the way you add an extra capital is whatever you have left over from the job you can add into your account so i took that ability out of the equation Mm -hmm. because i therefore didn't have that retail income anymore what i did have though as an income stream was um, counseling so i was a trained counselor trained therapist um, from the age of 19 and so i had some of that going on until i hit emotional burnout which again a story for another day um, but that desire to help other people was always there and yeah. so it was working in that area too so i had that coming in and i now have my trading coming in which should replace all my um, expenses and more and that is what allowed me to start traveling the world
1: so do you find a lot of the students have got that push where they're in a situation that they want to just get out of have a bit more financial freedom yeah i think i
0: think a lot of people are very motivated to learn trading because they see it as the get out from the job and that is completely understandable i think what we tend to notice is when people get to that point they stop hating their job quite so much because they now have choice Mm. and i think really what people are experiencing in the frustration with their job or frustration in their financial situation is that lack of choice and that lack of freedom so what some people do is they don't quit their jobs they go part-time um some people obviously do leave their jobs because they just hate it like i did and they start doing something else so they'll then start a passion project and this is why i always say to people like i'm not massively passionate about trading in and of itself like for me it, it was always a means to an end yeah. and the reason i'm passionate about teaching it to other people is because it becomes a means to their end as well mm. whether that's more time with their family whether that's setting up a passion business whether that's just doing art all day long, whether that's eating crisps and Chinese in front of the TV, which is my dream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and I've created that dream for myself, which is why I'm now having to go to the gym a lot more um, <laughs> to sort myself out. So it's I think people have that drive. And as you move up the levels of financial freedom, financial stability, financial peace, that gives you more choice. And then I think people's reasons why and their motivation starts to change because the pain that they had associated with that reason why actually changes and disappears as well yeah so yeah
1: I love it I think it's amazing and I do lots of different kinds of investment and um, there's a lot about saving and sacrificing and not having the takeaway and not having the coffee or not having the avocado toast and I think you should have those things like you should always be able to treat yourself it's not about cutting everything and then putting everything in one pot and trying to make it grow and being more stressed is it it's about that balance it is, yeah. so I love that you can do it part-time you can do it alongside your job and then you can you're now doing like 20-30 minutes a day aren't you yeah Which is really yeah
0: That's cool. what it takes
1: yeah I love it So would you like to hear how I got on? Yes, how's how's your first week (laughs) gone? It's good, it's been a lot to learn. I've got my trading notebook, so I've been taking all these notes. Um, So the first thing that was covered were the definitions and terminologies and things. So for any newbies out here, maybe we should go through some of these things. So what does it mean when we're talking about a bullish or a bearish market? So
0: a bullish market, and bearish really it's it's talking about what direction is that market moving in predominantly mm-hmm. so a bullish market is kind of like a bull run so if you think about a bull run it's moving uphill so well bulls do run downhill as well but bullish think up bearish think bearing down mm. so when you're bearing down on something the market is going down bullish it's running up nice. so those are the two definitions yeah. we talk
1: about. i think about a bull like attacking oh yeah raising its bear, horns sort of like yeah and then what about long and short what does that mean
0: exactly the same thing so um well actually slightly technically different so long is the same as up so if you're going long in the market and this is where the distinction comes in so a bearish market is just a market that's going down a short means you're in the market going down Mm -hmm. so if you say i'm bearish on oil then it means you believe oil is going to go down whereas if you're short on oil you're in the market as it's going down and Mm -hmm. hoping for it to go down Mm -hmm. so the reverse is true for long and bullish
1: nice Um, and i've also written a note saying trading equals not gut feeling yes (laughs) yeah which is very good i've then got one two three four five six seven pages all the notes all on candles and candle patterns and market patterns yeah and I really like the fact that when I started looking into trading, you get bombarded by ads like, copy my trades, join my group, copy all this, copy all this. And you don't have a clue, these people probably don't have a clue what they're pressing or why. Yeah. They're just copying, but you're teaching actually what to look for yourself, so you're teaching the skill of that. Yeah so why do you go so in depth with the candles and the is that why because you want people to fully understand it
0: completely yeah the the ethos behind star trading is we want to make people independent traders who don't need us we're very much a case of we want to teach people how to fish not give them a fish for a day and We also believe in taking responsibility for your own finances and being empowered by education. So all our education is designed to empower people. Whereas if you are just giving your money over to somebody else, or you're giving over responsibility of those financial decisions to somebody else, how are you empowered? Mm. You're not empowered whatsoever. What happens if you're copying somebody else's trades, which by the way, in over 10 years of doing this, I've never seen anybody make money copying somebody else's trades. So if A, you're not making money from it, why are you doing it? B, if you are making money from it what happens to your income stream from that investment of copying someone else's trades if god forbid that person gets hit by a bus it's gone whereas with star trading we're teaching you how to do this so if we were to be hit by a bus well thankfully there's so many of us now that we'd have to it'd have to be a plane crash oh god i'm, I'm tempting fate now aren't i <laughs> be like manchester united all over again um all the star players anyway yeah i'm My dad's going to be very proud I had a football reference. That was (laughs) a miracle for everyone. But if we were to get hit by a bus and I disappeared, it wouldn't matter because you've developed a skill set that is going to allow you to continue to trade for the rest of your life without us there.
1: I think that's amazing. I absolutely love that. And so when we're looking at candles and market things, patterns, we're doing technical analysis, right? Yeah. And the other kind is fundamental, So what's the difference and why are we doing technical?
0: So technical analysis is about patterns. It's about movement in the market. Um, And there's other technical indicators you can use, which are basically smart calculations that brokers and charting software do for you. So again, I'm not a maths head. I'm not super smart in that way, but I can spot that ABAB probably the next thing is going to be a and b again that i can do and that is really the the foundations of technical analysis now when you come to fundamental analysis that's about what is the if we're looking at stocks and shares, for example, what is the way that that stock is performing because of leadership? What's their management style like? How much stock do they have? What's their profit to loss ratio? What's their earning potential? What's mm-hmm. all of these and other- And the new stuff like All the new stuff and, as well, yeah. 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 So we don't pay attention to the news, um, partly because it's very depressing particularly at the moment, um, we don't need to look at that. So all of the testing that we do, and this is where Bloomberg featured us, is because all of our testing of all of our strategies is data driven. Mm. So we're looking purely at how is the chart, how is the market moving over three years, five years, 10 years? Some of our strategies we've tested for 20 years to make sure that they perform. How is that performance linked to the patterns and then how can we trade that pattern in an ongoing way? So we are able to spend a lot less time doing our analysis because we use technical analysis. Now the big boys, like the hedge funds and everything like that, they all use technical analysis as well, which is partly why it works. Mm. Because when the big boys move, based upon technical patterns, we can see that move as well. So we're not trying to beat them, we're just trying to follow them. Mm. Now, people who are retail traders, so again, to define retail traders, they are people like you and me, who we're not trading other people's money, we're trading our own capital. There is people out there who think they can beat the banks when it comes to fundamental analysis. Let me tell you, they're paying many, many people over £50,000 a year to do this all day long, and you think you're going to be able to beat them. If you want to do that, feel free, but my community. We like 30 minutes a day, yeah. and that's it. So yeah. we're going to focus on technical analysis. So the funda-
1: pe- fundamental people are watching the news and trying to place bets based on that. Yeah, it sounds really risky.
0: Well, I wouldn't call it bets. I'd call it trades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're placing <laughs> trades based upon all of that extra analysis. Mm. So they are reading newspapers. They're reading Financial Times. Mm. They're watching the news. They've probably got news alerts coming up on their phone. That's a surefire way to be depressed. Mm. Um, they've got all of that stuff going on, and they're trying to factor global economics global politics into their decision making I just don't have time for that
1: yeah and what about people listening who might be a bit worried about this whole technical analysis thing yeah how technical is it
0: so technical analysis is not that technical it is pattern recognition really Mm. there's multiple components but like riding a riding a car, like driving a car. I mean, you could ride on top of a car as well. Yeah. But like driving a car, there's lots of different moving parts, mm. but they're actually all simple in and of themselves. The skill is bringing it all together. Mm. And that's why it's hard to learn overnight mm. and But over the period of a few weeks, a few months, all the bits of the puzzle will start to slot in if you're learning how to apply it correctly. And that's where mentorship is so important because we can make sure you're applying that knowledge correctly and you're connecting the right bits of it together.
1: Yeah, and I must say the support has been amazing. There's like two hour sessions to begin with. Then there's weekly one hour sessions, like forever. Then there's Tuesday night sessions there's the discord community with yeah. everyone in it answering each other's questions which is 24 7 so, yeah, yeah it's it's really really good really good um shall we get some feedback from one of our community because yes. we asked anyone if they wanted to say um anything and you've got a voice note haven't yes you? so
0: this is the, from the lovely saffron so let me turn this up
1: so i think i had two misconceptions one
0: um or two big ones one was that it's for brain boxes and impossible to
1: learn and you need like years and years and years to even understand the markets and the second one was that it's for douchebags basically (laughs) um
0: love that (laughs) yeah
1: yeah so it's not that difficult to learn once you've got the the basics and then you repeat it. And it's not for douchebags. <laughs>
0: no, no. One of the best um, uh, bits of feedback I ever received from uh, a student about star trading is they said there's no dickheads. Yeah, there's like, a lot yeah. of
1: like bro culture, isn't there? When you think trading, you think like boys in hoodies on their laptops at two in the morning. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) And I think a lot of people have that misconception that it's A, going to be full of those types of people Mm. and we're very much not. Um, And B, that, like Saffron said, that you have to be a bit of a brain box Mm. in order to understand all Mm. these movements and everything like that. And I think that's partly because people assume trading is all fundamental analysis and people sat on the trading floor saying buy 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 sell 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 and it's not that i do most of my trading in my dressing gown
1: nice. with a cup of coffee yeah.
0: um so yeah it, it's not it's not that at all and i think there is a lot of preconceptions that it's going to be that way
1: yeah, yeah. i think it's going to grow massively because if you think about the last 10 20 years like trading back then you couldn't you probably couldn't do from your laptop right or it was very hard yeah you'd be in a stock exchange maybe or i don't know how they did it yeah. uh, but now anyone with a laptop can do it anyone anyone sat at home can do your course they can join a free forex and five or masterclass and just dip into it and just go for it. So I think it's super accessible. Yeah. And, you know, just grow your money. Get wealthy. Exactly. It.
0: I mean, even 10 years ago when I started, things like charting software was really expensive. I yeah. was like £200 a month wow. for charting software. Now you can get really good stuff for, for free, which is what, again, we show people how to do mm. um, on Forex and 5. So, yeah, it's so much more accessible now. So I agree with you. I think it is going to grow and grow. The, the problem that I see with that is there's going to be a lot of growth With that in terms of lots of people giving it a go Mm -hmm. without the right support and that is a recipe for disaster so the amount of people who come to us who've tried before without any support and lost money and then they come to us and we have to bandage their knee so to Mm -hmm, speak and show them how to actually do it properly
1: yeah amazing well this has been really useful thank you shall we have a little snack surprise I think it's
0: time for a snack surprise
1: I'm gonna give you one first ready okay
0: Oh, I need to shut my eyes, don't I? What's that? Hmm.
1: Ready? I'm ready. Okay.
0: Oh, hello. What can you see? I can see... I forget this is a podcast. <laughs> Tell
1: the listeners. Um, I
0: can see... Um, Bill Tong. Which apparently has less than two grams of saturated fat. So this is brilliant. Are.
1: So you've got a bit of a South Africa connection, right? It'll I do. A few yeah. Times. Uh, this.
0: I mean, I. I am actually quite unexpected to see this. Yeah. Why? Um, but I'm loving it. I you don't know. I'd I just, only
1: be bringing crisps. Yeah. Was, I mean, I was hoping
0: there was a sight fingers crossed for that. But yeah, I wasn't expecting biltong. Yeah. H-
1: how surprised are
0: you? On a scale of one to ten, yeah. I'm going to say an eight out of ten surprise. Eight? Yeah. Have
1: you tried biltong before? I've had are a lot a of biltong.
0: Yes. Yeah, so my favourite type of biltong is um, fat and wet. What? I know that's actually a phrase. Um, yeah, it's actually a phrase, but it's like it's quite moist. Okay, no, that's this, wrong word. I'm not allowed to use that word, am I? <laughs> people don't like that. But it's uh, yeah, go on, so yeah. So but it. this is um. Oh, I need to open it. Yeah. Yeah, crack it open. times. So we're off. The reason we have the South Africa connection is because we're going to South Africa as a trading community. Woo-hoo. We like to travel and trade together. So in February, well, actually, it's coming out very soon now. Um, we are going to South Africa.
1: Ooh. Yeah, um, I've never tried it. Can I taste a bit?
0: Um.
1: Do, mm. do you share?
0: I do share. Okay. Ooh, very nice. There you go.
1: So, what is it?
0: Biltong is. <laughs>
1: Just dried.
0: Cured dried beef. Oh, Bullish.
1: It actually smells quite barbecue y.
0: Mm, it's quite barbecue this flavour. Ribeye flavour, there you go.
1: It's really chewy.
0: Mm hmm. Bit rubber bandy.
1: Mm
0: I'm gonna go 5 out of 10 for flavour.
1: Why would you eat this?
0: It's really good protein.
1: <laughs> 5 out of 10? Yeah.
0: <laughs> really good protein. So. Wonderful. There we have, have it. What have you brought today? Oh yeah, I need to give you a a, 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 a snack as well. I forgot about that. Uh, Thankfully, I didn't forget the snack. Okay. Oh, so, I'm going to go with... Okay, I'm going to close with Oh, I'm going to go with this one.
1: I hope it's not minty. Okay.
0: It's not minty, no.
1: But you have to say it quietly. Okay. You can look. Oh, <laughs> yay! <laughs> Something not disgusting. It's a whisper bar. Thank you. You have to try it. Okay,
0: I'll try it. It does look good. Do you want a bit? Um, No, I'm all right. Thank you.
1: You paused. Was that a polite pause? Because you want a bit?
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah. that's more than a little bit so I was in a hotel I haven't
1: haven't had one of these for ages
0: the reason I got this one I was at a hotel the other day Mm. five star hotel in Birmingham the only one the grand Mm. and they had whisper bars on Mm. offer well just as part of the room I was like if it's good enough for a five star hotel it's good enough for my friend Sophie yeah that's what I thought slash
1: you picked up a free chocolate bar for me
0: I'll throw that no I
1: like that surprise I'm gonna go five because it's not unusual is it (laughs) no taste though (laughs) Eight. <laughs> brilliant it is actually yes, very tasty thank you um, we're done aren't we we're done yeah thank you for listening we hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next week
0: see you then Bye-bye. bye bye